Welcome to the Christian Life Coach Collective. I'm your host and coach, Lauren Malone, and I'm here to help you become the hero of your own story and learn to be a guide to others. Whether you're a life coach in any niche or you want to become one, or you're just listening in so you can self-coach to lead your own life well, this podcast is here to serve you. I'm super excited to walk with you into your calling and help you create a wonderful legacy for your life. So let's jump in to today's episode. Okay, friends, let's talk about domain names for your coaching business. First, I want to teach a little bit about domains, and then we're going to jump into the cost and how to choose one. So there's three parts to a domain address, before the first dot, between the two dots, and after the second dot. The last part after the second dot, which is what you could call the suffix, is the top-level domain. .com is a top-level domain. .org um, is also one. So .com is short for commercial. .org is usually for a nonprofit organization. .gov, obviously that's set aside for government websites. .edu is for education. .net for network resources. And .tv for television, which one of my kids didn't even know what a television was. She'd only heard it called a TV for her whole life. That's just a fun fact. The um, first part that comes before the first dot is called the subdomain. That's not always used, but it could be like blog.sterlingandstonementoring.com or inside of my courses where it's sterlingandstonementoring.podia.com. Then the subdomain is actually Sterling and Stone Mentoring because the domain is Podia and the top level domain is .com. But the most important part is what is in between the two dots. This is the domain where it's what you're most concerned with. That is Sterling and Stone Mentoring. And that comes after www. and before the .com. You can't use spaces here. It's not case sensitive, so it doesn't matter if you type it in with upper or lowercase letters. Um, you can use numbers and dashes and underscores, but no special characters. And you can use up to 63 characters, which is a bit much, I say. So the HTTP and before the domain stands for Hypertext Transfer Protocol. And it's the prefix, basically, that identifies the location of a domain. So that's what communicates with a web server to connect with the web. It's used when you open a web page requiring you to disclose important information like personal stuff, um, your credit card information, and you always want to see HTTPS when you are buying something inside of the domain. So everything you see after the suffix or .com, .net, for example, is all leading down a path to specific locations. And in general, you don't need to worry about this, especially when you're just choosing a domain. Later on, when you have a website, you're going to want that ending to be unique. So inside of my website, sterlingandstonementoring.com forward slash the greenhouse is where you would, that's what you would actually type in to go directly to the greenhouse course page and learn more about it, right? Or you could just go to sterlingandstonementoring.com click on the greenhouse button and that is going to take you to the page on in my website and that if you go up on the url and you click on that it's going to show you sterlingandstonementoring.com forward slash the greenhouse when you create a page on your website builder you will name the page and your website builder is going to 
actually give you the URL at the top based on the what you name the page. So whatever you name the page will be what follows the forward slash. So if you name the page about me, it will be the name of your, your domain, like sterlingandstonementoring.com forward slash about me. All one word, no spaces, right? But if you want it to be something more dynamic, you would actually have to go into it and change it to something more like about more about Laura. So it would be sterlingandstonementoring.com forward slash more about Laura. And if I didn't name my page that, I would have to go in and actually change that in the side of the settings of the page in my website builder. That is all future information that you don't need to know yet, but it will be something that you'll understand and learn more about later. So for right now, you just need to know that you're choosing a domain name when you start your business online and you create a space. So you go to uh, godaddy.com. We talked about this all of all of some of this in the last episode 58 about what to do instead of having a website. But you definitely want to choose a domain name. And it's usually about $20 for the first two years. They're going to tell you it's a penny for the first year with a contract, a required contract of two years. And that second year is $19.99. So this makes it 20 bucks for two years. And it's a great deal. Just go get it. And I suggest that you don't pay more than that. So if it tells you that the domain name you want is $75 or hundreds of dollars, don't do it. Let's just keep finding the right domain name that you can start out with and don't pay somebody to negotiate to buy the domain that you want that somebody else already has. So you're simply renting space on the internet. You can't really own anything. So I don't own a chunk of anything called sterlingandstonementoring.com, but I rent that name space in the clouds and I can do that for as long as I want to until I give that space up. So this means that if somebody else has a named space that they rent in the clouds and I wanted it, I could basically pay somebody to negotiate and go ask them very nicely if they'd give it up and let me rent it instead. So if I wanted lauramalone.com and that is taken, I could maybe ask somebody, pay somebody to go find out who owns that, um, that domain and ask if they're using it. And if they're not, would they kindly let me use it? But I'd have to pay somebody to go do that. Is it that important to you that you have that domain? Because if you're not really worried about it, if it's not that big of a concern, don't pay extra for it unless you already have that really large budget. I didn't have, and most of you don't have, but what if you don't end up using it and you just paid all of that money for it? What if you end up not liking it? What if you go a different direction as you start coaching? What if you start coaching and you decide to turn and go a different way and you pivot after six months and you just paid for a domain that didn't matter. Start simple, you can change things later, you can scale up, I'll walk you through it. So again, I don't recommend doing too much crazy and spending too much money or time starting out because you might not even spend years with the first domain name you come up with. So your domain name is going to be used as the last part of your email address as in laura at sterlingandstonementoring.com. And you also connect it to your landing page. 
through Flowdesk or whatever email service provider you use. Again, I talked about this in the last episode, number 58. And you want your domain name to be simple and easy to remember and very clear. Your domain main your domain name, your domain name does not need to be the same name as your business. So I have multiple domains, even though my business name legally is Sterling and Stone Mentoring. I have domain names that are not Sterling and Stone Mentoring. If you decide to actually use your domain name as your business name down the road, you can file what's called a DBA, doing business as. That simply means that while your business might be under one name as a sole proprietorship or an LLC, you might decide to use an assumed name for your business and do business as that name. You don't start your LLC or sole proprietorship all over again. You simply add to it a DBA if that's required where in your region. You just have to look up your state, county, and city laws. You can email your secretary of state or find out what your city and town requires. Some may require a DBA. Some might not. As for the question of .com, .net, .org, .co, etc., I always recommend .com if you can get it because of the ease of use. It is what people commonly search for and you want to be found easily. So when you go to godaddy.com, you're going to find a search bar. If you were to type in Jane Doe Coaching, then it will give you all of the options available to you right now and the price of those domain names. You might find somebody's already taken janedoecoaching.com and maybe it'll say for $69.99, we can go find out if you can have that. Well, if so, you have to measure how important it is to you to use this specific name. And now that you know it doesn't actually have to be the same name as your business, you're free to do a little bit more searching. And if you are a coach that works solely with women who have been lost and then found, who maybe had amnesia, and that's your niche, and maybe even your business name, well, maybe you want to do janedoecoaching.net if .com is not available, or janedoecoaching.co. But let's say your name is Jane Doe and having your name as your domain is important to you then and you want janedoe.com and that is not a thing. You can't have it. It's been taken for years. <laughs> so you might actually have to say janedoecoaching.com, janedoeamnesiacoaching.com <laughs> or you might have to go janedoe.net, janedoe.co. You, you're going to have to stretch out. janedoe.org could even work. .org used to always be for nonprofits. It's not used solely for nonprofits anymore. It's become more common. Um, it's more of a common use suffix like .com and .net. So you just have to weigh out how important and memorable and clear that your domain name is with the suffix .com, etc., in mind and know that being higher in the rankings of search engines one day, it will be important to you. So the easier you are to find, the more benefit it is to your business. You also can find on godaddy.com a domain and business name generator. So you can actually type in keywords about what you do and it will generate different names for you and different ideas for domains. 
Here's my one caveat. Don't buy a domain that is generated for you today. Before you make major decisions like this, sit on it and test it out, pray about it, ask other people what they think about the name. You're going to be using this for a good long time to come. And while yes, you could change it down the road, it's going to take a lot of work later to do so. So do your due due diligence, do your due diligence (laughs) to make sure you're choosing wisely now and not having to reevaluate later because today it sounded wonderful to you, but two two years down the road, you hate it or you've pivoted and it can't move with you. It's going to be the email address you use everywhere. And you know where your email address is. It's part of your profile in every platform. It's it's out there to all your people. You, If you change your domain name, you're going to need to change your email address. It's the website everybody knows to find you on. It's everywhere. So don't chase um, shiny things, you know, just because GoDaddy generates something super cheeky and fun. Don't automatically buy it. And if other people can't remember it, or worse yet, it gives no clue about what you do. Or let's just say the most terrible thing is that it sounds like another well-known business or even something inappropriate. It is not worth it. So this is a big decision. Don't be flippant about it. Take your time. Consider this like a tattoo. You do not want something cheeky and fun that you're going to really regret 10 years down the road. (laughs) Um, GoDaddy.com also... I know they offer a website builder and I don't have any experience with it, but again, I I suggest you listen to episode number 58. Do not build a website when you're starting out. It is not the right thing to spend your time on. It is not, it's a not yet. It's passive action, a side project at best, because websites command a lot of time and attention and brain work, especially if you don't already have technical experience in that area. So if you just want to be a coach and you want to start a business that helps you make money with paying clients so you can actually do what you feel called to do, building a business is going to be stretching enough for you. So let's focus on website development later. Listen to the last episode, why I say this and what to do instead. All right. So more on this inside of the Arboretum business course, which comes as a bonus if you're inside the Greenhouse Life Coach training and certification course. Um, jump in today while the applications are still open because it's starting in just a few weeks on September September 29th of 22. So that means you're going to be a trained life coach with tools and an online business set, setting you up for success in 2023. And I know it's crazy. We're even talking about next year right now, but it's seriously going to be here before you know it. There is Christmas stuff on the shelves that they it was there in August. And you know, that's crazy. We, we all think the same thing about it, and yet we still go out and look at it and, and buy things. <laughs> so you need to start thinking about where you're going to be, where you're going to be right now, a year from now. You're either going to be a coach who knows what to do and is getting clients who pay you, or you're going to be at where you are right now, helping hearted, without guidance, without direction about what to do with your calling. But I say all things are possible. And together, we can figure out how. So, have a great day. Until next time. Hey, thanks for listening. And I would love it if you could leave me a review wherever you listen to this podcast and tell me what you're loving about it. It helps other people who are looking for transformation and change and growth in their lives find me. 
And if you want to learn about becoming a coach with any of your superpowers, head over to sterlingandstonementoring.com and check out the greenhouse course. See you there.